Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. In the year of our Lord, 1999, we, the theater-going public, were taken on a mind-bending ride of epic proportions, testing our understanding of the boundaries of reality itself. We were witness to a movie that not only was a feast for the eyes, but also took us on a journey of philosophical questions that are still as fresh today as they were 22 years ago. That movie was, of course... Being John Malkovich. But tonight we'll be talking about the third sequel to another movie from 1999. This uh, thing called, uh, what, what is the the, the Matrix? Uh, no, The Matrix. Resurrections. <laughs> Once again, the fan theories will be flying and we, your humble idiotic guides, will do our best to wade through them all and let you know what's the real and what's the jabroni in this episode 85, Mr. Anderson's Neighborhood. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who once used all the powers of his inner being, chakras, his inner child, his third eye, all just to blink out of existence momentarily during a business meeting to check and see if his lunch was ready. He is a deacon in the Church of Idiocy and my partner in Idiocy for over two decades and counting, I give you, the man they call Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I dang near choked on my own spit again this I week was, i was I, racing for impact i had to pause and fight through it it's <laughs> it's now a thing now it's like i've got the yips or something yeah. like <laughs> i need i need sheech from from uh sheech's character from tin cup to show up and like tell me uh. to put my, my 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 headphones on sideways or something <laughs> that's i oh my gosh this is going Oh, I'm, I'm firing chili peppers uh, up Lee Jansen's ass. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad over here. <laughs> but well, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. That's that is good to hear. That is good to hear, my friend. <laughs> I mean, it's not good for Lee Jansen, but no, you know, no, no, it's not. But <laughs> I mean, nonetheless, is Lee still with us? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Patch. Oh wait, crap! I'm recording at home, so I can't get Patrick to do anything. I gave him the next two weeks off. <laughs> crap this is the one time when he could actually be useful go figure i know i finally have stuff for him to look up and nowhere to be found however that also means i actually get a night of peace when i'm recording so i can't be too upset about that anywho well we've got a we've got some things to talk about here because quite honestly the matrix resurrections this is a great start let me tell you the matrix (laughs) resurrections is going to be i mean everything is on the table for this so it's going to be a very interesting edition of real or jabroni but before that before that, we uh, we like to, as I say, we like to have our dessert first. We like to have a little a little nosh on some pop culture and other stuff, a bit of, bits of geekery, if you will. Mm-hmm. So we got a little thing that we call the Week in Geek. The Week in Geek. Feels so funky. Well, my friend, 
first yes. and foremost, 2021 oh football campaign. And we need to report in on uh, what is considered probably a, a pay-per-view level event that happened last week. And once again, folks, I just want to interrupt here and apologize. This this will soon be over. I think like no, another two no weeks and needed. that's it. Another no two weeks needed. and we can all go back to like talking about even more movies and Star Wars. And People maybe we'll talk this. about action figures or something. I don't know. Anything but this. But just humor Tim, just humor him, and we'll all get through this together. All right, back to you, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, setting that apology aside, uh, the, the 2021 campaign is is uh, closing up uh, here in the next couple of weeks. We are in the throes of the playoffs. Uh, but prior to getting there, the uh, there, there was there was what, a matchup. Where are, where are you going with this, sir? The throws. Usually the throws of passion. The throws of the playoffs. That's right. We're we're in the midst of the of the playoffs here, starting, my friend. All right. What else? But before the playoffs began, there there was the end of the season, and there was a matchup of epic proportions between yours truly and Uncle Todd. And uh, we we are going to report back on on those results right now, uh, Uncle Todd. Uh, I tip my cap to you, sir. Uh, in a well contested uh, contest, this was a two thirty seven to one ninety six defeat. Uh, that was not well up. contested, sir. That was a spanking. Oh, stop! Oh, that dude. Have that. some sportsmanship and grace, dude, sir. I, it's it's not sportsmanship. You're trying to play this off. You you took yourself a prison pounding right there. Like that's, I did. That's not. rough. That is oh. rough for the for the eleven for the previously eleven and two. The person who's talking about putting on the fedora, got the clipboard, he's motivating his team. That's he's right. all into this stuff. And you get your you get yourself uh, handed what is that? I'm not that's forty three points. No, forty forty <laughs> I would like to say, points. for the record, I had three <laughs> starters go down with COVID that I had to replace, and I still oh, put up almost wady, 200 points. Wady, so please, I think I need a little bit of credit here in that I, I at least fielded a team on short notice and field- still oh came within gosh, 37. Dude. It's fake football. You didn't field the team. You made a couple clicks. Can we can we just like get down to like the reality of the situation here, ladies and gentlemen? This he he may say it's fake football, but you should have heard him when he looked at his team today. He he was very excited. So <laughs> I'm not excited. The thing is, I'm amazed. I'm just amazed <laughs> at like anything is going right for me. I'm just oh. shocked. I am just as shocked as anybody else. I'm so uh, so okay. So yeah, two thirty-seven to one ninety-six. Idiot Bowl two. Mm-hmm. It's now an even one and one split over the mm-hmm. season. Yes, sir. You wound up at eleven and three overall mm-hmm. for the season. First place in First place. in the league. I I wound up at eight and six, fourth place in the league. Yes. Now, not that great, but considering I was like oh for six at one point. Like just just the laughing stock of the league. Just you barely were. above like the 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 flying Dutchman Absolutely. team that you put in just to get kicked around. I was barely above that. Mm-hmm. To manage to come back and actually get a playoff you know playoff berth and be above 500 and then take you down in the last week of the season i i literally feel like keith richards every day since like 1981 like wow okay i'm still around (laughs) sweet (laughs) wake up have my morning breakfast of marlboros and the leftover marlboros from last night and whatever was left yeah and just go right satisfaction that's you know that's my nice. life now so I'm, I'm good with that i'm good you know 
But it, nice. it, like I said, I'm not. It's not like I'm overly proud of my team. I'm just amazed that anything is happening in the right direction for me, and I'm a little scared of how what this means for the rest of my life. Because if this is going well, so, you know this this balance is yin and yang. Something's gonna bad is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anywho, please so, proceed, sir. With all that being said, congratulations to you, sir, on a well contested. Uh, victory! And You're just now, not going to let the well-contested. No, I'm not. Right. I I put together a competitive team on short notice. Oh my gosh! Again, a couple mouse clicks, sir. Come on. Well, come on. Hey, how, however, who, who wants to know how the bacon's made? No one. Okay. I'm not anyway. asking you to live in reality with me. I'm just asking you to pass by right now. That's all. <laughs> just, just pass by and wave. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> You can go back to your little fantasy oh. land after this, but at least come come by and just wave as you drive by. That's all. All right, all right. Well, uh, this week we are in uh, the quarterfinals of our of our playoffs, and uh, uh, Uncle Todd is uh, in the first round contest where he is doing rather well. Uh, I have a bye for the week, so I am sitting back and hopefully going to get back some of my COVID-riddled players. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love how you're referring to them as COVID riddled. <laughs> it's like they've been. It's like the Valentine's Day massacre. <laughs> Someone came by oh. with, a, with a Tommy gun full of COVID. Like COVID, 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 COVID. <laughs> Just players diving well, over tables. Ah! Well, I mean, it's 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 been quite remarkable how uh, I mean, not just the NFL, but all sports are getting just like waylaid right now. So. Oh yeah, it's it's starting. It's I mean. Honestly, it's been remarkable. A lot like when when everything shut down, I was kind of amazed at the that our internet structure in the United States held up as well as it did when all of a sudden yes. everything went online. Yeah. Just like I was very surprised that we didn't have more of this happen last season with sports that were still continuing to play and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now we're starting to see kind of what I figured might happen last year. You yeah. know, yeah. and yeah, it's it's not looking great, and it's really rough for the NFL right now, especially coming up on playoff time. Yeah, in fact, I think this week there's a number of games that are going to um, take place on Tuesday because yeah. they had to be postponed because the teams involved could not field a team, uh, unfortunately, because they still had players who were uh, uh, un- unable to play. So it's uh, yeah, just crazy. But yep. Swinging back to Fantasyland. Um, yes, yes. You, sir, are currently down 164 to 137, but you have a running back and a quarterback, I believe, remaining. Uh, yes. And are uh, in position projected to, uh, again, net uh, over 200 points. Uh, advancing into the semis uh, with myself and uh, our idiot bowl three, where we will settle once and for all uh, who is the greatest in all of Fantasyland. So... With that being said, uh, I... But I just I just want to point out something that just happened, and I just noticed this. Yes, sir. I, ju- I just happened to be looking at the screen when this happened. So I was... Yahoo has, like, the live projection, and I was I had a 236 to 173 advantage in the live projection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, it went down to 232. Okay. And there ain't none of, no, like, neither one of our teams have any players. Oh, wait, actually, I, I do have a player going right now. But ah, still, okay. like, to drop four points, it just seems really kind of weird. All right, so that, that I just, I completely summary my own point because I didn't realize <laughs> that, yes, I have a player going right now. Boy, again. Reading is a beautiful thing, isn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Although I just want to point this one thing out. Like, I, I cannot believe this. And we were talking about this in a pre-production meeting. Mark Andrews, ladies and gentlemen, mm. tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Have no, I, I couldn't spot this guy in a lineup. I wouldn't know him if I bumped into him at Tarjay or whatever. Thirty-five freaking points, dude yeah. had himself a day today, and yep. God bless him for doing it now because <laughs> I can use the help. Because yeah. I mean, I've right now I have the 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 quarterback triumvirate of Derek Carr, Ryan Tannenhill, and Russell Wilson and his busted hand. So mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, oh, shady does not begin to cover <laughs> my quarterback spot right now. Like I, I feel worse about this than back in the like the nineties when the when the Patriots were fielding Tommy Hudson, Scott Zolak, and Hugh Millen as the starter. Oh. I feel worse about this group than I did about that group because mm. at least they were reliably reliably bad. Yeah, I never know yeah. which one of these freaks of nature is going to have a good day or a bad day. It's like it's bull Durham. It's like, don't dig in. I don't know where the next one's going. Swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I learned another that the Kevin hard way, Costner reference. What's going on tonight? We I got a tin I learned, cup. We got a bull Durham reference. I learned that the hard way last week because I, I thought I had you. Brady put up 70 points and uh, my wide receivers did well. My running backs did not, but uh, but yours did. And, and that was kind of the uh, the thing that put you over the edge. Mm-hmm. So all of this is to say, uh, folks, we got another couple weeks of, of this, you know, just wonderfully entertaining portion of Week and Geek that we will bring to you uh, next week, Idiot Bowl 3, and a, uh, some finality to who is truly the best in this the 2021 football campaign. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's all going to go poorly. It really is. You're, it's, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first person to ever have negative fantasy points in a matchup. You'll have like 300. It'll, it'll actually break the servers at Yahoo. Oh, it's gonna, man. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. We didn't think this was possible. What did he do? You oh, broke the algorithms. Yes. You actually broke them. Yes. Uh, moving along, uh, just wanted to talk through and 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 uh, just just hit upon some some thoughts on the last two episodes of Hawkeye. So yes, sir. We have been uh, enjoying uh, what what the Disney Blues has been giving us uh, in Blues. terms of this series. And uh, yes, sir. I, I figured we would jump in and talk about. I believe this was episodes uh, four and five. I believe. Yes, uh, that, and there's only that, six. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm not sure I've, how they're tying this up, my friend, because there seems I to be a lot. I don't think they are. I think this is we are we are getting we. I think we are getting the first. Well, I shouldn't say that because I don't. It's not going to hit immediately into any of these movies, but mm. they're they're serving something up here, you know. But then yeah. again, I mean, I'm just looking at some of my start my Spider-Man predictions, and I didn't know what the hell I was talking about there. So I don't know why anyone's listening to me for this. But <laughs> man, it's. I don't know if they're trying to spin this into more shows or if they might try and spin this into a movie or, or where they're mm-hmm. heading with this necessarily. But man, throw setting up a lot of um, a lot of pins, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I don't know when they're going to knock these down exactly, because there's yeah. not an immediate place for any of them that I can see unless you want to start going into She-Hulk or maybe, I don't know, maybe Moon Knight ties into this somehow, although I don't know what Moon Knight has to do with some of these characters, but uh, man, they're they're setting up a lot of stuff here. 
a lot they of are. stuff that, they that is kind of nice because it's not like Avengers level threats, which is what I feel is nice to see in some of these shows is like not everything has to involve like the world's going to end. Sometimes it's just like, hey, you know what? Uh, this dude is really bad and bad things are happening in a very local area. And- yeah. And what what I like is is the fact that all of this, when, when you go back to, you know, what really started you know the sequence of events we've been seeing is really around the ronin character and Mm -hmm. kind of revisiting that and revisiting the impact of that character on other characters lives and so you know i i find the uh you know the maya character was really interesting um who we got introduced to in episode four Mm -hmm. where uh she's deaf but has trained herself to be um a a a quite suitable fighter um oh for sure and and then and so here's another thing that i do appreciate when i was watching that her dad uh the the actor who played her dad which mm -hmm. you don't really get to see him a whole lot but he he has a he has a fairly like kind of couple of emotional scenes and Mm. he is in longmire so we're getting like six degrees of Katie Sackoff going on here in different shows. Ah, interesting. Interesting. And I've, I happen to be still in the middle of my rewatch of Longmire. And so I'm watching this. I'm like, hey, that's Matthias. Oh, jeez. And my family's like, who? I'm like, never mind. It's that Wyoming cop show that I like to watch. And they're like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Anyways, shut back up and don't talk anymore. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's cool like catching some actors like that because he was always an actor. Where I'm like, oh man, I wish I saw him in more stuff. Sort of like Sandra O, oh, who probably again has been in like 20 movies this year that I just mm. don't know about. That I'm like, oh, I would really like to see you in more things. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. That was a that was a nice touch. And yeah, that character is is interesting just because uh, again, like just a pure revenge sort of thing. Right. Right. And and very few limits because you know you kill dad and ugh, that ain't gonna go well. No. So now there's there's no sort of, oh, I won't go after family because it's just between us. Like, no, we're we're dealing with scorched earth territory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and I thought it was interesting because we had only seen really, you know, Ronan fighting what looked to be clearly, you know, evil people. Yeah. And in, in her flashback to the night her father died, you know, I mean, he's just going through doing his normal thing and just completely, you know, just impales him, moves right along like the machine that, that he was at that point. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was, it, it was just an interesting kind of like a different look. And, and that's something I, I like, um, you know, that Marvel kind of, you know, does, at times, and and actually, they ended up doing it in, in episode five because we got yet another perspective of the blip from now. Uh, you know, Flow Flow uh, came back, yes. so we have you know Yelena's back, and we see from her perspective that she was actually one of the folks who were blipped when mm. um, when when Thanos snapped his fingers, and so we see it from her perspective where she disappears, but then comes back, but everything has changed, and uh, and so she you know, being away for five years, um, we, you know, we kind of get to see that from her perspective, which we've never seen. So found that kind of interesting and, and thought, um, you know, just going back to Maya, I, I liked how in episode uh, five, you know, Hawkeye kind of clues her in a little bit to uh, some shenanigans that mm-hmm. may have been going on that led to her father's death. Like, you know, that not necessarily was he looking to do that, but, you know, where was her, you know, supposed right-hand man, you know, yeah. the night that all this happened. And and you start to get the sense that he's 
up to something, you know? And so that, you know, to, to your point, that, that's why I'm not entirely sure when we get to, you know, next week's or this week's episode, how are they tying all of this up? You know what I mean? It just, it seems like there's just so many different open threads that, that need closing and, and not enough time to do it. Yeah. And that doesn't, and that leaves out, uh, oh, what's this, what's the face of that dude who's just smarmy with a mustache and the, the, um, uh, oh, is that like Kate's Kate Bishop's uh, potential yeah. stepdad? Yes, uh, he, I can't think I can't, of his name. Me the, neither. The sword, yeah, yeah, m- mustache guy, and because uh, yes. that's like the thing about him that I just always, I'm like he's he's an actor with the, the mustache has an actor to me is it, it's it's a great <laughs> thing. It is. I mean, he does so well as that guy who you're like. I kind of want to kind of like you, almost like like a like a like Kate is like, there's times when you see where she's kind of like, I kind of want to like this guy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. not, not really because I, I also know that he's not who he says he is. Mm. Um, yeah. And he just, he's just taken out of the picture. You know, he's coming back. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's something that's, that, that thread is going to get pulled, you know, and, and yeah, there's, there's so much going on. It's got to be falling into something else because there's, I mean, either that or they're just gonna, man, they're gonna sew this up so brilliantly. We'll both just be like, "All right, never mind. We're gonna we're gonna quit podcasting because there's nothing more to talk about because <laughs> you just did something incredible." Yeah, uh, which is which is not gonna happen because, quite honestly, not because Marvel couldn't do that. It's just because we're too dumb to actually admit defeat. Um, so that just isn't gonna happen. So I I know you're all excited, but it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you got that. Plus, you've got. Um, uh, I, I mean, you got the whole thing with like all of a sudden now you're starting to realize that Clint's wife seems like she's a little bit more into all of this. Like that point, uh, I don't think it was episode four. Maybe it was three. Maybe it was four. No, it was where five. She starts, uh, it, it, it was episode five. He was talking to her um, before. But she started went... speaking in a different language and I didn't know what that <laughs> language was. Yeah, but... right. Right. Yeah. And, and, th- and that was before he went in as Ronan to deal with Maya and her crew. Yeah. And so, I mean, you've got that, which is like, OK, you ain't quite who you appear to be. Mm-hmm. This whole show is like now we're just it's like everybody is not quite who they say they are. Everybody has ulterior motives. I'm like, it's starting to get into like that, like one of those crime shows that you just are getting pulled into. I'm like, ooh, right. I like how you managed to roll all this in to what we thought was like, oh, it's just another Marvel superhero-ish sort of thing, because it's like, well, Hawkeye isn't a superhero per se, but now we're right. kind of getting this other angle on it that I'm I'm really digging. I am yeah. really digging it. Yeah, and like, what's up with that watch? You know, in episode four, he's going after that yeah. watch. And Which, I mean, don't we don't entirely you ever, know why. Have you ever heard, I mean, has that watch played a part in anything else? I mean, I thought I was paying fairly close attention to these movies. No, is that, I I don't really recall seeing it in any of the movies or it, I mean, unless, yeah, like it's just something that I'm just completely over overlooking, but I, I don't yeah. remember a big deal being made out of a watch at any point. Mm-mm. So, and it clearly has a location tracking sort of mechanism to it because he was able to locate it. Yeah, there are some parts of this show that I'm like, okay, it's a little too easy for some of this stuff, but you know, it's one of those deals where everything else is done well enough that I'm like, yeah, I'll allow it. I mean, some of this is just way too like, oh, and then we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do like actually, and that's about it's sort of like unfortunately, mm-hmm. just because of the way that they're trying to intro the character and the 
and the way that they have to progress this thing in six episodes. I, I really feel like Kate Bishop is that character who winds up doing those things where I'm like, all right, wait a minute. Mm. I'm, I'm all for suspending disbelief, but come on. Oh, I can track anybody's cell phone. Do, 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 do. I'm like, come on, come on. And well, oh, I'm just going to get into the, I'm going to be get into the, to the, to the ultra secret, you know, uh, auction and pretend like I know I'm here. And like, I'm, I'm like, okay, come, I mean, come on. There's, there's a few of the, and, but I mean, I get why they're doing it. I totally, I'm not trying to dismiss the character completely out of hand, but I'm like, unfortunately it, because you have to kind of have these other characters be who they are, it falls to, it's almost like in a, in a, if you have like a tag wrestle mat, wrestling match, and there's going to be one, one guy who's taken all the bumps. Mm-hmm. They are going to be the one that is getting their tail kicked in to make everybody everybody else look good. Like the other like the bad guys look really good and tough. And then the other guys are going to be the one to have it come in and have the hot tag. So one guy is just going to get his tail kicked in for like two thirds of the match. Right. It, it, that's usually the way it works in, in kind of a standard tag team match. Kate's the bit is, is the bump guy. Like she's the one who has to take like have these unrealistic things and has to a lot of it just goes to that character because it's like well we got to kind of protect hawkeye we got to kind of do this we got to mm-hmm. kind of do this so i'm like okay i get it i get it now I'll, I'll forgive a lot but it's like unfortunately there that's part of what is uh, really hard for me to kind of warm up to kate as a character is because there's enough of these things where i'm like come on again all right fine the thing to remember though about her tracking him down through a cell phone is she's doing that through her mother's company and i think what was interesting at the end of episode five is we get the twist that her mom has some shenanigans going on and what's you know what's interesting is it's a security company right yeah and she has access to this stuff which kind of you know, is really kind of like in some ways evil intention, you know, sitting right in front of our faces that we hadn't really considered, you know, like what is this company where she's able to, you know, have all this access to the people who are like using her systems and stuff like that, that, that kind of, you know, if, if, if it, if it had a little more, if it was a little bit more in, you know, front and center and in everyone's face, it'd be like, Oh, that's the villain, you know, violating people's privacy and tracking people through stuff. Right. I mean, well, yeah. But the other thing that you have to keep in mind is also that Kate can hack into her mom's like account and utilize her stuff. The person who's the she head of hacking, the security- she was using her account. Well, I like, know, but she was she's using ha- her mom's password. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I mean, well, yeah. So she, she managed to figure out her password or knows her password or whatever. And it's like, you're the head of the security company, but yet your kid knows your password. Okay, fine. Yeah. But again, that's again, another one of those things where you're like, ah, come on. Sort of like, you know, you know, she just shows up all beaten up and this whole thing. Like uh, she went on this mission with Clint and all this, and she's helping him with a case and all that. And, and then her mom was like, go back to your apartment. You mean the one that was just on fire mm-hmm. and that like a window is missing and all that. And not to mention the fact that like, you know, she has this apartment, which is, again, is it's kind of one of those deals where it's like, here are these apartments that, you know, they're supposed to look like rough and tumble. And it's like that part that doesn't exist anywhere. Like nobody could afford that. Yeah, and and right. it, like it just doesn't. Yeah, any, anyways, there's all of those things. And, and but unfortunately, again, it's Kate who ends up in these situations and being put because that's the place where she has to meet Yelena and they have to have their macaroni and cheese and have their little chat mm-hmm. and all of that. And, and but it has to center around Kate because you're not going to have Hawkeye do some of these stupid things because he's Hawkeye. He's an right. Avenger, you know, and you're not going to have the mom do them 
because the mom's already busy with her other little plot lines and you got to kind of protect that. So again, it's, it's always Kate that winds up in these situations where I'm like, come on. I mean, I'm not asking again, like sort of like with you of fantasy football, I'm not asking you to live in my reality. At least just have a passing, you know, kind of relationship to it though. I mean, come on. Like even in your reality, this doesn't make sense, but okay, fine. I'll roll with it, but this better pay off. And because Marvel always does, I mean, Marvel has always paid off up until now. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Yep. One thing, uh, and, and and we'll wrap up in a moment here. But one other thing I wanted to bring up too was uh, it was interesting, you know, Kate having her back and forth with Yelena, and you know, Yelena, as we expected, is clearly on a mission to take out Clint because of what she believes to be or perceives to be his role in Natasha's death. And it's interesting, you know, having Kate kind of being the one that starts to, you know, put plant the seed in her head that, you know, this wasn't exactly the way she thought it was. Like Kate has seen the suffering that he's going through with what happened. And, you know, I'm almost wondering if in that one scene where he takes his earpiece out and he's, you know, talking to that, that, uh, memorial you know to or or whatever you want to call it statue to the avengers yeah you know for what they did in 2012 like i'm almost wondering if we're going to find out that you know yelena was tracking him and and heard what you know some of what he said like understanding that this isn't someone who is taking any pleasure in what happened to her sister that you know he, he is this tortured soul and he's clearly dealing you know with with a lot of heaviness and weight from that whole thing I don't know. I, I just found that interesting that he took his earpiece out because by doing that, he kind of, I mean, he really is, is opening himself up to someone just kind of, you know, sneaking up from behind and taking him, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I found that interesting and I'm wondering if in this upcoming episode, if he finally has that kind of heart to heart with, with her about what happened and, you know, she comes to an understanding that this wasn't, you know, what she thought it was. Could be. We shall see. And then finally, uh, yeah, so I, I mentioned the twist with Kate Bishop's mom uh, hiring uh, Flo Flo to take out Clint. And uh, so something's going on with her. And then the revelation that she is meeting uh, Kingpin, mm. uh, who is Vincent D'Onofrio from uh, Daredevil. Uh, mm-hmm. So that character is crossing over apparently into this. And we may or may not uh, see him in the next episode. So that will be interesting. Yeah. And as we all know, um, spoilers, Daredevil uh, now exists in the MCU. Official. I mean, we all kind of looked at those Netflix TV shows as like, well, it's kind of Marvel, but mm-hmm. it's like legit real deal. Like Matt Murdock has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Pieces are falling in place. The pins are being set up. And they an are. awfully big bald one was just uh, set yes. up. Yes. <laughs> with with Kingpin being the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh who knows what's gonna happen this Wednesday. Uh, I don't, but indeed. Oof. Indeed. I really do like coming back to the thing with, with Hawkeye and Yelena, I, I really do hope that they they do that though, because that seems to have you know, that, that's a thread that's been kind of touched on in pretty much every episode so far and Mm. you kind of hope that they bring that to some sort of closure or some you know just bring that to to some sort of end point um 
because to to just kind of do that and then leave it open, you know, I, I mean, like you said, maybe they're doing a cliffhanger, maybe there'll be a season two and it gets resolved there. But um, I kind of got the feeling this was a one off. I'm not entirely sure at this point because there there just seems to be, you know, so much that that kind of needs to get wound up. And, and I'm not entirely sure how you do that in one 40, 45 minute episode. So we yeah. shall see. Yeah, no idea. And actually, so here's something I really didn't realize. Um, I didn't realize, I mean, I, I should have, I should be up on this stuff, but I didn't really pay attention to that many of the, the Netflix Mar- MCU shows. Dude, we got the we got Matt Murdock like legit from the Daredevil show. Mm-hmm. Like that was the same actor. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, he was in that show too, wasn't he? Yes. Yep. Okay. So yeah, we are... We are headed in that direction. Wow. Interesting. I'm liking it. And that, my friends, is once again the 30-minute version of The Week in Geek. <laughs> it's just the standard version of The Week in Geek. Like, come on. Let's just let's just put it there. <laughs> this is this is this is our life now. The passion comes out. You know what I mean? We have to we we have to express and and it takes time to express. So there we go. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. So now on to the main matter, and that is Matrix Part 4. Yes. Matrix Resurrections is going to be in theaters this week. I mean, my gosh, we are, we are recording this on Sunday. I am hoping, fingers crossed, that the Freedoms. editing elves will be able to get this back onto, uh, onto the interwebs by the day that it opens. Uh, wish me luck. But yeah, so we are we are a few short days away from uh, the return of Neo and Trinity and a cast of thousands, apparently. And so w- without uh, giving away too much, lots of theories, lots of theories about oh, what's yeah. going on here. And quite honestly, even people who are who have read the script, you said Carrie Ann Moss had read the script and was not expecting the way things turned out. Mm-hmm. So what the hell are we going to know? Well, we don't, <laughs> but we've got a bunch of people on the Internet who seem to think that they know. So we're going to talk about stuff that they say. So this is like third hand knowledge. I, I don't even know where to go with this, but it's going I, to be interesting. I the no matter what. From, like I forget the character from Ant-Man, but it's it's uh, Paul Rudd's like. Uh, thieving buddy there who who tells the story really fast yes. and it jumps around to a bunch oh. of people. <laughs> oh God! Oh, what's his name? Because uh, he's been in, he's been in a lot of stuff, and every time I see him, I'm like, dude, I'm so happy to see you. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look he was it up. in um he was in Michael Pena. Michael Luis. Pena. Yeah, he was in because he's in The Martian too, and he's been in a few uh, other correct. movies where yeah. I was like, nice, nice to see you, sir. Nice, always fun to see you. Oh, he was fun. hysterical. Actually, wasn't he in Fury? Uh, he might have been. Yeah, I think he was. And actually, that's kind of funny because then you have uh, the other one, uh, the guy who played Punisher in the Netflix series was in that. So you have a nice little crossover there. Mm-hmm. It's just all coming together. It's all. all it's together. all. It's all going to eventually be a Marvel. It's- Marvel, Matrix, Star Wars. It's all coming yeah. together. Yeah, we're going to get Luke Skywalker in the next Avengers movie. Book it. And you know what's going to happen? That'll happen before the BSG series on Peacock comes out. And so. you know what? Thank God for that. I am <laughs> I am A-OK with that. A-OK. If we get Avengers 15 before we get the next news <sighs> bulletin about the BSG reboot, I'm a happy man. I'm I have seen nothing man. about that, by the way. Nothing. Gee, I wonder why. This is a one-way trip. 
You know what? I think I, I'm thinking someone from the original from that cast put that put a hex on. <laughs> <laughs> There's some sort of like voodoo curse going on. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh, Come yeah. to find out, well, you know, one of the like a uh, uh, Baltar was like a voodoo priest or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the evil oh, eye or something. That's right. I don't know. The stink but, eye. The almighty yes. stink eye. That's what it is. That's what it is. But All anyways, right. we've got a bunch of fan theories about Matrix Resurrections, and we are going to go through these. And once again, we are going to uh, determine whether they are the real, which means true, it's definitely going to happen, or they are the jabroni, which means no way in high holy heck it's going to happen. And we're going to go through these. We're going to keep track of them. And thanks to Tim's mathing and spreadsheet skills, we will keep track of the results. And then after watching the movie, we will reveal our results. And at the end, the winner will get bragging rights as well as a beautiful bottle of bourbon from the loser. <laughs> well said. Well said, sir. I do my best. All right. Are, are, are you ready? about as ready as i am normally i so i i actually i just do want to follow up we we will get around to tallying up and and going through all of these spider-man no way home um uh results however i'm 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 feeling both good and bad about those like i have not gone back through and tried to do it myself because i know i'll screw it up but i've i have no idea where i'm gonna land with those so i'm feeling a little bit nervous about these but nah oh well whatever I have tabulated them, but I will not. I will not tell you what the result. Oh, you is. have. I have. So now I can't. T- I can't tell if you're just in a sore mood lately because of of losing in fantasy football or that. So not at all. No soreness, my friend. It's all good. It's all good. Now you're just trying to roll me. I, I, I'm not <laughs> buying it. I'm not. I feel like I feel like Ricky Bobby. I'm not sure what your tactics are. I'm just going to keep playing along until I figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, we have. Uh, I know we said we were going to try to keep it at 25. I went 30. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> so, just I didn't just want to make sure I plenty of op- just want plenty of opportunity to make a comeback. Um, anyways, uh, first section uh, deals. Well, it's it's entitled "Not Quite Dead Yet." Um, Dealing with the uh, kind of source of, of how are Neo and Trinity back? Because when we left them in Revolutions, they were all pretty dead. Um, so this will be interesting. I love how you say they were all pretty dead. Well, mostly dead because apparently they're not now. <laughs> if you're mostly dead, <laughs> they're all dead. You just go through that pockets look of a change. Mostly dead, though. <laughs> What did he say? He said, la. <laughs> a blade, which means to bluff. <laughs> Could we get a Miracle Max appearance in, in Matrix 4? That, is that one of your questions? Because that's what I really want to know. Unfortunately, it is not. I, I, I should have uh, threw one in there just, just to, you know, just to mess with you. Can we get like digital Andre? I am the Brute Squad. <laughs> I am the Brute Squad. All right. Uh, first one, uh, the machines are capable of resurrecting humans via Matrix-esque shenanigans. The real or the jabroni? So are we talking about humans within the Matrix? Or are we talking about like humans outside the Matrix? Well, I, I didn't think I had to be that specific. Uh, so how Well, how I mean, with I... this movie, I mean, with all the different layers and weird things, you kind of got to be. 
Are you, so you're talking about like the matri- the machines can bring people back to life. Like yeah. So, dead, so now when I talk about the machines, yeah. So when I'm talking about the machines, I'm talking outside of the matrix. Okay. But what I'm saying here in the first state, what, what this first statement is meant to uh, bring out here is that the way like they they are capable of resurrecting humans via matrix esque shenanigans, meaning they can't resurrect them clearly on their own scientifically, but there's something about plugging them into the matrix that gives them the ability is what I'm saying. So this is kind of a precursor to how exactly are Neo and Trinity back. I got no idea what, like I, that doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, I'm going to go oh, crap. This is, this is going to be difficult because anything is possible here. Like it's, this, we're in total Kevin Garnett land, you know, well, I mean, it, if if you think of it this way, like there is the real world and then there's the Matrix, right? They mm-hmm. can die in the Matrix and then they die in the real world. So the idea is have the machines figured out a way to plug a human body back into the Matrix and restore consciousness to them through that. So essentially like they're rolling them downhill and popping the clutch. Is that what we're talking about they, here? You know what? Well said, sir. Well said. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, why didn't you say? Well, um, I tried, and and I don't know. You're you're still flying high from your victory, so I, you I just, can't help you. No, you just need to break it down to like a second grade level, and all of a sudden <laughs> it clicks. Like, oh well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like how you put it rolling down the hill and pop the clutch. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> Maybe that's make, what I need to do from now on. All of my metaphors need to be in, in some sort of automotive situation. Well, sort of, you know, I mean, if they're dead, I mean, the starter is gone. Let's see if we can just, you know, get it going, moving. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, just got to park going downhill from now on. Then you're all set. All right. Um, Real adrenaline, yeah. my friend. It's. I feel like I'm being entrapped on every single one of these. I really do. I'm feeling so paranoid this is about only the this. first one. I know, and that's what's worrying me. I feel like I just go like I, I just I pick one and then go for all of them. Just like I'm either going to say they're all the real or they're all the jabroni. Ladies that's what I feel like I do. Uncle Todd is feeling the pressure of potentially having to own up to two bourbon bottles. He's got to buy. Well, no, because then we've got Spider-Man, we got the Book of Boba Fett, we've got a, ah, three bourbon bottles, <laughs> bourbon flying all over the freaking place. I can't keep track of it. Um, oh, sure, why not? Let's go for real. Oh, are you going to say the real? Okay. Yeah, I guess. All right. Jeez, uh, I, I I spent so much time setting it up for you. I haven't had time to think about it for myself. Um, oh, for heaven's sake! You've already got all these written down. Just say it. Let's see. Uh, well, wait a minute. I, I'm reading through all of these because uh, I want to be reading consistent. through all of them. Yeah, all, all thirty of them. Um, oh, no, I'm gosh. kidding. Just just these uh, couple here. Uh, I knew I should have taken up something. Knitting. Ah, uh, I'm gonna say the real. Why not? Full context stamp collecting. All right. So we both went the real on the first one. Well, that was good. That only took us 15 minutes. So this should be a nice, tight, short show. Um, <laughs> number two, Neo and Trinity. I don't, need, I don't need this type of attitude from you right now, <laughs> sir. I really don't. Neo and Trinity died in revolutions and are truly resurrected in the story. 
So this statement is meant to say that that resurrection has truly taken place and there is not some sort of, you know, shenanigans going on behind the scenes. Shabroni. All right. So you do not believe they're resurrected. I'm only responding in one word answers from now on because I'm tired of your guff, sir. Oh, oh wow. Jeez. Really? Wow. Yeah, we're going to we're I'm going full on heel right now. I, I forget forget Bobby Heenan. You're getting Paul <laughs> Heyman. That's what you're getting right now. Wait a minute. If it's Paul Heyman, it's not going to be one word answers then. I never said I'd be consistent. That's part of my heel persona. Oh. Okay. Good Lord. All right. Number three, Neo and Trinity. Why has it got to be number three anyway? (laughs) See see what I'm doing there? See what I'm doing right there? (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Neo and Trinity. Why do you get to read the questions all the time? How come I don't get to read the questions? God, here we go. (laughs) Neo and Trinity are dead. And what we see in the Matrix are quote-unquote, cached copies of their digital selves that were saved by the machines. So in the same way that when a human plugs into the Matrix, there is a visage of them that is created that exists in this construct. The idea is that they are physically dead, but what we see in the Matrix are essentially a saved version of themselves that the machines have somehow brought back into the Matrix. What say you, sir? Gosh. Real. You know what? I think I'm just going to go real on all of these from now on. I'm going to have that one jabroni and all the rest of these going to be real. I'm rolling my dice on that. Really? I I think I'm going to do it. This is as good a time as any to test this theory. Do you want me to go full on uh, jabroni then for all of them? Like, like, like we'll, we'll test this out and see what the experiment renders. <laughs> You go all real, I'll go all jabroni, and we'll see who's right at the end of the day. I kind of feel like it. This will, in fact, be a short show then. Although although the thing is, you would have the advantage, because as we've seen, most of these theories are usually jabroni. Oh, that's that's, that's fair. Yeah, so I think that would be unfair to the listeners. Yeah. All the listeners right now are like, we don't really give two craps. Um... Let me see. Are you going to make that noise every single one? Because you sound like a squirrel, like with a nervous chatter. (laughs) That's just freaking creepy. That wasn't a squirrel. It's like some old pavilion. Uh, all right. Uh, let's it's see. like Neo George Burns when his dentures would start clicking. Um. Oh my gosh! I'm I'm growing a beard right now. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, oh man! There's only two options. I know, but I'm trying. I'm trying to be strategic and tactical about this, my friend. Why are you going to be strategic? Why? I'm, right, my, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll my say, Paul Heyman is now venturing into Gilbert Godfrey territory. I need to stop. <laughs> All right. Number four. Number four. 
Neither Trinity nor Neo are resurrected, but rather the machines time traveled to bring them to the future to fight a new threat. So this is the old. Why is it always got to be around time travel? Oh, no, see, that's more. I'm, that's like Gilbert Godfrey constipated. This is like sublime. That. You've 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 invoked Paul Heyman and Gilbert Godfrey in the span of 10 minutes. This is incredible. Incredible. I mean, but also, I mean, it, you can see the relationship, can you not? Like, is is there? Yes. I mean, it's not a direct line, but the dots do connect eventually. You know. Uh, all right. So neither Trinity. Um, no, there's no time travel, Jabroni. And I will agree with you as well. I kind of feel like in some ways the these first like s- seven or eight are like going to make or break this whole thing because the whole like how do they come back is just the thing you just don't understand. You know what I mean? What if they just don't explain it? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that just be the, the ultimate uh, like sort of Matrix S sort of thing? Like they just are. And all the fans could like be. Ah! could be. Uh, Neo and Trinity never died, but were healed by reinserting them back into their pods and therefore the matrix. Hmm. I'm having it because I know that Neo at the end, like like he went back into the matrix and they they did the tentacle chair thing and all that, like which was, you right. know, appropriately creepy. Had now, Trinity, Trinity was impaled. Like she was impaled like several times because they, they basically right. crash landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't go well for her. Um, yeah, but they didn't show what happened to her. But she did definitely like croak. Uh, seems. That seems to be it. Yes. Um, nah, jabroni. Oops. I think it's going to be something else. All right. Um, I'll go with you on that one. You are like that noise is your new thing. Like, what is that? I don't know. I'm 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 thinking. You know, I I gotta make a noise. You're like um, a squirrel working on a particularly like big acorn or something. Like that's not thinking. It's like chawing. It's- so I'm looking over this, and we said in the first one that we do believe the machines can resurrect humans, but every single statement since then that discusses resurrecting them, we said jabroni. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Dear. If people are coming here for for like you know consistency, they came to the wrong damn shop. All right, that's that's yep. two podcasts ah. over to the right. You go over there with Guy Raz, you get consistency, you will get you know logic, you get. People hosting it that aren't legally insane in eighty in eighteen states. Here, this is what we do. So this bothers me. So I'm going to say the real because there there's got to be some way for them to come back. I I'm the more I think about it, I think they're just not going to explain it. All right, All right. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, they are, but you know, it, to me, that would be the the biggest f you to the fans. I kind of like that. All right, number six. Yeah. Uh, this Neo is, in fact, the seventh incarnation of the one as a manifestation of the anomaly per the architect's speech and reloaded. So if you remember, the architect explained that the byproduct of all of, of giving humans a choice manifests mm. itself within Neo. So that chaos manifests itself in him. And there have been that was when we learned that there were actually six prior versions of the one where essentially the machines wipe out Zion and the one and some number of humans he selects basically repopulate it. They reboot the Matrix and they start over again. 
Mm. So what was different in this sequence we saw is that instead of choosing humanity, Neo chooses Trinity. And so now they're off into a tangent they've never been into before. But the fact is choices has, has always been an issue with humans. So does is Neo, the Neo we see in this movie, in fact, the seventh incarnation of the one? I think this is probably the most plausible. So I'm going to go real. You're going to go real? Yeah. All right. Oops. What about you, sir? Um, Are you I'm going gonna real? Go I'm going to go jabroni. Oh, so you think it's some sort of mystical, like, you know, hoodoo, you know, mechanical hoodoo that's going to bring him back? Well, I'll uh, not in the next one, but the one after I, I will reveal why I say jabroni here. Ah. So the next one is uh, number seven. Uh, simple explanation. Neo is immortal. Jabroni. All right. I will say the same. I mean, it's a little on the nose given all the, the, the Christ imagery before. It's a little too, okay, come on, you know. <laughs> all right. And then our last one in this section that we're calling Not Quite Dead Yet, a resurrected trinity is, in fact, the seventh incarnation of the one, and Neo is her guide. See, I'm now gonna this... The, I, I'm going to go the real on this one. I'm just going to get out in front and just say it, real. This one's kind of interesting, and I'm I'm I've completely leaned back on the couch now. I'm getting wicked lazy. I'm probably going to doze off. I'm just going to warn everybody right now. Um, <laughs> which basically means this may never see the light of day because he's going to leave our service running all night long until he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, I got to turn this off." <laughs> I'll be responsible. I'll be the one person that crashes ZenCaster. For- <laughs> 100 gigabytes. How did we do that? <laughs> You shut down the Amazon and the Google server farms. Oh, man. Um, I I actually really like this theory. I don't think it's the case. Although, I mean, there is some merit to it. There is some merit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go real. All right. I'm I'm saying I'm saying Neo is the seventh incarnation and the Trinity is the seventh incarnation. Once again, no consistency whatsoever. You want consistency? You come to the wrong place. You're fresh Actually, out of luck. Can uh, we we don't normally do this, but but I I will I will ask counsel if they will grant me a, a an exception. Uh, I, I'd like to go back to number two and adjust my my answer. No, we I've, we I thought we already established like you, once you've gone on I, to the next question. I, I asked counsel right? if they would make an exception, and the answer is no. So we will move on. Okay. I just wanted to ask that before we move into the next section, because I, I it bothers me that I'm inconsistent now. I I didn't say real <laughs> to any of the resurrection ones, and I feel like I need to now. But that's fine. You're just gonna leave me with that, and I'm probably not gonna sleep tonight. It's gonna bother me. Just be wrong and be there in your wrongness. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Gah, you use that against me. (laughs) You're welcome. Ah, dang. Uh, Oh, boy. This next section is called In or Out. Uh, We we did this for Spider-Man. This is kind of about uh, who will we or will we not see uh, that that could make an appearance and and, in what uh, sort of character will they be. So the first one, uh, Lawrence Fishburne will appear as Morpheus in, in, and this is key, in new scenes for this movie. So there's already been a little clip that was released 
that we see Lawrence Fishburne from his appearance as Morpheus in the very first Matrix. But I'm saying Lawrence Fishburne will appear as Morpheus in new scenes in this movie. The real. Uh, see, this one's tough because I want to go with my heart. My heart's like, I want me some, you know, like old school Neo and Morpheus. And my heart's also like, well, and you know, he was in a, he's in the John Wick movies and, you know, they they talk and all that. And blah, 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 you know, so. Uh, but at the same time, logistically, I don't know. It almost feels like they're trying to. They're trying really hard to to recast some of these parts so that they can keep making these movies. That's what it kind of feels like to me. You know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it feels to me like this is the this is a second trilogy they're trying to kick off here, and they're like, "Hey, we don't have to have Lawrence Fishburne. We don't have to have." Uh, gosh, what's the guy who plays? Uh, Smith? Oh, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, we don't have to have Hugo Weaving. We can we can cast a bunch of other folks that we don't have to pay nearly as much. And then we just got to pay, you know, we got to pay Keanu or, you know, Carrie. Maybe they and then again, maybe they finally kill off Trinity and then we just have Neo and then you just got one paycheck. I don't know. Um, oh, heck with it. Real. I will. I will give in to my hat. What about you? I, I'm going to say Jabroni. No, oh, you Grinch, you. What do you mean? I don't know. I just sounded good. It's All Christmas. Right. <laughs> All right. Oh, and, and Hugo Weaving's name, name is like the next question down. That's how observant I am, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> nice. nice. By the way, what a great fracking name is Hugo Weaving. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. That Dang. Is. That is so many so, times that I'm like, oh, why was that not me? So our 10th statement is Hugo Weaving will appear as Agent Smith in new scenes for this movie. Real or jabroni. And again, we have seen clips where uh, Jonathan Groff, the actor, clearly is playing. Uh, it was unclear if he was like maybe another form of the Merovingian, but uh, he has in this trailer very unequivocally been shown to be the uh, analog to Hugo Weaving Smith. So he is going to play, you know, kind of in the same way there's going to be a new actor playing Morpheus. Uh, It looks like Jonathan Groff is playing Smith. The question here is, will Hugo Weaving appear in new scenes as Agent Smith or not? I see if I'm saying one, I, I should say another, right? That would be the definition of consistency, sir. Gosh, that makes me want to say jabroni then just to completely. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with real. All right. Once again, I'm going to go with my heart instead of my head. And you, sir. I'm going to go jabroni. Look at you. Just like you're just an old crusty jerk. Just like. Nah! I am. Ah, I don't want any of that old stuff. Give me the new stuff. And then you're going to be like, it wasn't like the old stuff. <laughs> I only want the new stuff. I, right. went, I went full on Adam Sandler there for a you, split you second. Well, well done, sir. Well done. Which is great because I'm, I'm dressed probably exactly like Adam Sandler is dressed at this very moment. I just have like half a billion less dollars in my bank account. And I and I share in that same state. Has anyone managed to leverage like kind of a very limited filmography as well as Adam Sandler has? 
I mean, that that amount of money that Netflix paid him to basically just, hey, just make whatever you want and, and stuff. That dude is never going to have to do anything else in his life if he didn't want to. No. I also don't think the kind of movies he made can be made now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but then again, I mean, un, I, I have not seen Uncut Gems. Have you? I have not. I've, I keep hearing that it is fantastic, but it is something that like if you're if you if you have a kid or you have a, a spouse or significant other or roommate who is very sensitive to like life that they can't be even like in the house when you watch. it. <laughs> oh, geez. Wow. Like I, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit because that's what I do, ladies and gentlemen. But I've heard that it's not exactly uh, appropriate on any family type level. Uh, but I've also I heard see. it's like it's a r- legit good film. So, yeah, I, I remember reading things like that as well. Like he's made a few films like that that have been artistically very good. It seems like he makes just enough of those and then is like, OK, now let me cash in for like five movies and then I'll do the thing that I want, which I mean, hey, <laughs> I wish I was in his spot. What can I say? Anyways, moving right along. All right. Statement 11. At least one other member from the original Nebuchadnezzar crew will appear. Jabroni or the Jabroni. All so now if we're talking new actors, man, I kind of want um oh gosh, I forget his name now. Uh Joe Pantaleone's uh, Joey Pants uh character. Yeah. I kind of want him to show up and be all buddy buddy. Be like, no, no, you can't get on the ship with us. <laughs> nope. 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 Morpheus be like, why not? Just trust me on this one. <laughs> He's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Number 12. Neil Patrick Harris's character, which we saw in the very first trailer, will in fact be the architect with a different shell. And by shell, I mean, uh, if you were a fan of uh, or a viewer of Reloaded and Revolutions, you know, the Oracle changed or, or had a shell broken and a new shell kind of around her in the form of a different view or different person. And so uh, that's what this means, is that the architect, rather than being the colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken, will instead be <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> wow. You, you went there, huh? I, I I had to go there. It's low hanging fruit. I'm sorry. It would have, it would have been so great if he just had like an over the top like foghorn leghorn type you know deep south kind of accent. Why 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 say Neil? <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh boy, that would, that would have been so. Oh my gosh, could any of any could have kept a straight face with that? I don't think so. On I, I would have see again. This is the reason why no one will ever put me in a film or anything because I would. They would have given me that wardrobe and that look, and that would have been my first take, <laughs> and only take because mm-hmm. the director would have been like, "Cut, you're out." <laughs> yep, yep. I would have. I would have. But yeah, I'm like, can I at least get that on a, like a? Di- no, I can't. Okay, thanks. Um, all right. Uh, so the weird thing is here. I don't. <sighs> I don't know if that's a would that be because we've seen the architect kind of just off in the room watching stuff. And here it seems like that character is kind of at least basically participating in something. Well, at the end of of revolutions, he did talk with the Oracle in the Matrix. True. Like he walks across this like field and talks with her and then he kind of goes away. Hmm. 
Um, no, no, I I don't think so. Nope, Jabroni. I think I'm going to go the real on this one. Uh-huh. Suit up. All right, and the last one in the section entitled In or Out, Sati is the new oracle. So if you remember, Sati is a young girl in Revolutions. Uh, there's rumors that, um, I think her name is Priyanka Chopora, or Ch- Ch- Chopora, I can't say her name, okay. um, is playing that role as an adult. And so the uh, rumor is, will we in fact find out that she has been given uh, the same abilities uh, that the Oracle from the original trilogy had and therefore is now the new Oracle. Did did this character do anything or was she just kind of like a... Sati? Yeah. Um, she was essentially the product of two other programs within the Matrix. So it was kind of this new concept that programs can begot programs. And she did not have a purpose at the time. And so she was at risk of being deleted. And so they made a deal with the Merovingian to sneak her into yes. the Matrix to keep her and on from the being train. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now. Yes. Okay. Now it makes sense because I. I was like I am totally not even placing who this is, and now I'm also realizing how long it's been since I've seen those other two movies. Um, I'm gonna go the real. I'm going Jabroni. Uh, this is going to be an interesting score. <laughs> there, there's a lot of differences. This is more more differences than than we normally have apart from each other. It's pretty funny. I know, I know, and I'm again, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, pucker factor is off the scale right now. I'm just, <laughs> I shouldn't be this nervous, but I, you know, what's got me nervous. I've been doing so well in fantasy football, and this, and all of a sudden, when I went up in fantasy football, my my winning streak in real jabroni went down. And like I said before, <laughs> I would much rather those be reversed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyways. Uh, all right. All right. Moving on to our next section, which is called purpose. Mr. Anderson. If you remember, that is a line from, from Smith. Uh, this is all about kind of what is the motivation behind the story? You know, what's going on in the story here from near is what we can divine from the trailers and so forth. Uh, so uh, our statement number 14, the machine, need Neo to battle a threat to both man and machine. So Mm. similar to the trilogy, they need to bring him back to battle a threat to both man and machine. What say you, sir? I'm going to go real. It seems Uh bat spit insane enough that it just might work. That's funny because I'm going to go jabroni. Wow, we are. This is going to be the crash of metal when we do this one. Oh my gosh, one of oh, us is yeah. going to be so right, and the other is going to be so wrong. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Next one: Humanity has grown in numbers and power. Uh, I should have put in here since peace was established, and threatens to wipe out the machines. So at the end of Revolutions, there there was a a, a truce that was that Neo essentially negotiated by helping them out of this bind with Smith, and now. The idea here is that uh, humanity, because now there is no constant cycle of purging of humanity and you know repopulating and purging, now they've grown in numbers more than they ever have and are now in a position to uh, wage war against the machines in a more effective way. So 
this is what is driving kind of the idea of bringing Neo back. Uh, the real or the jabroni? And I'll, I'll go first and say the real. I'll go the real. All right. Mostly because I, I don't know. I think that could also count as a as it a could happen. as a threat. I, I think that could also count as a threat to both man and machine. The fact that there is if if there were an over, overpopulation threatening to take out the machines, the machines are the ones who are also keeping a high degree of population of humanity alive in their little you know bathtubs full of mm. goo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I could see that maybe working both ways. So I'll try for a little bit of consistency there. All right, how about that? No, I'll take it. I'll take it. Good. Uh, next one. Morpheus uh, is, in fact, a machine-created program to help Neo realize who he is. So this is to say that even though he is Morpheus, he is strictly a program within the Matrix that is essentially a Sherpa to help Neo realize or remember who he is. I'm going to go jabroni, if only for the fact that now I am really tired of this trope in movies that has seemingly happened. I've noticed it since Black Panther of like, you know, remember who you are, which was cool when it was like when it was that movie. But now I've seen it in like I feel like I've seen it in like five or six other movies. I'm like, OK, enough, enough. You didn't earn it like there's it is and it's not done nearly as well. I'm tired of like having that one character say to the other character, remember who you are, you know, yep. or, you know, yep. something like that. Like, no, there's other ways to say it or do it or, or whatever. Like you, I, I get that it's the same effect, but please a little bit of put a little finesse on it, you know, give me a little something instead of just like, you like this before a little, haha. you know, give me, you know, give me something better than like a lukewarm gr- cafeteria grilled cheese. Throw some pesto on that bad boy. A little, you know, some gouda, something. Give me, give me something besides nice. like two half cooked pieces of bread with a slice of American cheese. You didn't even bother to put on like straight. It's on there like sideways, so it leaked. Most of it leaked out the sides. So you got to You got these two pieces of bread with like a little smattering of cheese in there. Bring it back, not brother. Any, bring it back. Not, a, not even any. Butter. You didn't even put any damn butter. You butter like one side of one piece of bread and the other is just dry. So you, you pick it up and it falls apart. So it's like it's not even a real grilled cheese. It's like it's just it's so half assed and just like give we me don't have Patrick. We don't have Patrick, but we have Uncle Todd going off about the grilled cheese. Apparently, I'm very hungry now, too. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right, sir. I'm going to go the real on this one. So I, I, I'm going with Morpheus is, is not Morpheus. He's a program. Well, I think you're wrong. Okay. Next one. Niobe, who we have seen in a trailer uh, mm-hmm. as, as a, an older version of herself. Niobe is leading the remainder of humanity toward the annihilation of the machine city. The real or the jabroni? Hmm. And she does have a line in in the trailer where she talks about how the Matrix is this noise in your head and the only other similar noise like it is war. So that's a little bit where this is kind of coming from. See, the thing is, I feel like I'm going to go the real. Gosh, 
it makes so much sense. But yeah, I just want to kind of, I'm, you know what? I'm going jabroni. My my gut is just telling me it's not anything that we think it's going to be. And nothing is quite rung true 100% yet. All right. All right. Uh, next one. Trinity is not real, but a machine-created program to help Neo realize his purpose. Real or jabroni? Mm, now, this one I could actually see. Um, but... You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go real on this one. All right. So Uncle Todd is going real. Uh, I'm going to go Jabroni. Of course you are. Just widen the gulf. Widen the gulf. (laughs) Because the next one is the reverse. Neo is not real, but a machine-created program. Oh, yes. To help Trinity realize her purpose, and I'm going to go the real on this one. you're, You're on the Trinity is the one track here i got you which i can respect i think that would be a really interesting way to do it i don't know that they would necessarily i don't know that it would they would necessarily i don't know how that would play out you know yeah sorry especially considering for you just assuming you were going to go the other way but yeah what is your what is your selection no jabroni okay all right i i just i think it's a really interesting way to go i'm just not sure hmm i guess (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know if logically that works, but so far, nothing I've done in this thing has been logical. So <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm expecting that much logic out of Lana Wachowski. So, indeed. Whatever. And sorry, we have one more to go. The, the last one of this section uh, Neo and Trinity are the keys to ultimate peace. I'm going to go real. I mean, just because it sounds like should, right? I mean, that kind of sounds like where this whole thing is heading because that's that's how they got the piece before. They were the keys to getting, you know. I would agree. All right, this next uh, this next section is uh, deja vu means a glitch is being assimilated. So this is, uh, you know, uh, basically items that are um, kind of trying to explain why why they're back. Not quite purposeful, but just you know, kind of other other uh, cursory explanations that, that I kind of found in, uh, in, in some of these articles. So number uh, statement number 21, the quote unquote real world was never real, but another layer of matrix that Neo and Trinity need to break out of. Hmm. Now there's an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. And damn, it would fit right see this is where i get screwed up because ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i do not read through these beforehand so i'm, I'm coming up with this two crap in real two time plus two plus two <laughs> <laughs> equals 20 um yeah damn that is good that's real good that's real good rigs <laughs> oh hell yeah just give me some of that give me a reel on that one sure all right all right sure I feel. I feel like what was the what was the crackhead in the in the Chappelle show? You got any more of them fan theories? <laughs> That's what I, I feel like that. right now. Oh gosh. Um. Let me see. Do it. Do it. I'm gonna join you on this one. The real. Oh, look at that. Because here's my thought process. If Trinity is in fact the one and the real mm. real world was never real, mm. right? Then she never really died. And she could be the one for the real world. This is like inception levels of 
we're getting. I just realized that's where we're at, and we're gonna be like, I got a couple gonna, wild turkeys in me, so you know, <laughs> you're gonna hear some music at one point, and they're like, "When's the kit coming?" It's like, "Wow, wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! All right. Statement number 22. Neo and Trinity are being used by the machines to police the new world that Neo's sacrifice created, shepherding those that want to leave uh, out and protecting them from those that want humans to remain. So basically, if you look at like characters like the Merovingian and the Architect, they may be acting, even though they're honoring the peace, they may be doing things that are a little bit uh, shady to keep humans in. Um, and that Neo and Trinity are essentially policing the new world and trying to help humans who want to escape, escape still. Mm. Make sense? Probably not. I'm going to go jabroni. All right. I'm going to join you on that as well. I think their purpose is beyond that. See, this next one I'm just reading for the first time. I've got no idea. You're going to have to translate this one into like okay. idiot English for me because I'm not sure where you're heading with this one. Okay, so number 23. Yeah, th- this one's a little funky, and I'll explain it. So Neo, okay, is a prior the one, having never sacrificed themselves and opting to allow Zion to be purged and reset. So what this means is, and in re- you know, in, in Reloaded, we learned that there were six prior ones, correct? Yeah. Right. What this is basically saying is the Neo we're seeing is a prior, the one who never had to sacrifice himself, didn't die, but he aged. Okay. Mm, Okay. Opting to allow Zion to be purged and reset. And now he's being kind of jolted into remembering or at least understanding what the actual Neo did. So the idea is that he is an, an older version of the one who they're trying to maybe kind of jump memories into to kind of bring him into being this other character who can actually go ahead and do the sacrifice. That makes sense? So in other words, they're rolling his brain downhill, popping the clutch, <laughs> hoping that he'll turn over. Yes. In your parlance, yes. <laughs> they put some jumper cables on him. Um, I'm going to go jabroni on this one. So, okay. So, all right. I think I understand here. The, the, the one problem I'd have with that is, it, okay, so he's a one- He's the one. Let's say he's like the fifth one, right? Right. Which would which means that he would he didn't sacrifice himself. He allows the machines to win and Zion to be purged and all that. But wouldn't he then get to choose like who gets to go to the next matrix? Because isn't he that the whole deal? Who gets to go to the new Zion? So he would have he would have chosen himself, and right. then right Neo would have. Well, no, because they didn't reset after the sixth one. So, 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 so the whole idea here is. So right. you would have had two neos in there because he would have still been around, right? So you would have had it would have been like a neo twin, which would kind then of. mean that neo would st- would be dead. But then you have like neo prime <laughs> still but, strolling around. Yeah, the, like the way I'm interpreting this is we don't know whatever happened from the other ones, you know, like they, maybe they just aged out and died off. Right. Or maybe they are still alive, just kind of somewhere else. And this is a way of, you know, like we talked about earlier, the machines trying to do something 
to for a given purpose to you know kind of keep machines and humans from dying and they're bringing one of them back but they're having to bring them back and try to trick them into thinking like they are this other one who who made a choice that actually provided the peace you know and I, i'm not explaining it very well but i no, think mainly I, the idea is it's trying to use one of the former ones to become neo yeah i'm gonna go jabroni it, it, like i've, I've been trying I'm honestly well no i've been trying to think of a way that this would work because i think it's a i think it's an interesting idea i just don't know how you compress that into a movie yeah because that's yeah. It, it, there's a lot going on there i don't know how yeah. you have any other characters in that you know what i mean yeah now that i'm reading it i'm like uh maybe i should have left that one out <laughs> But anyways, we said jabroni, and so it is. Uh, number 24, the Oracle arranged for Neo to be saved and brought back for a future purpose. So the idea here is what it, however he came back was at the behest of the Oracle from Revolutions who arranged for Neo to be saved and brought back because she knew in the future there would be a need for him to return. Hmm. Uh, let's go real. I'll join you on that one. It, it, you know, it, it does fit the character, you know? Mm. She took a chance on him. Yep. Seems logical that she would, you know, have a plan B in case something goes wrong with the piece and she needs to bring him back to, you know, layeth the smacketh down. Yeah, she's got him stored in the garage. It's parked on a hill so she can just See? roll him out. It's all about the automotive again. It's all about the cars. Uncle Todd, cars, boom. There we have it. Yeah, which is the right. real funny part about that is I can't work on a car to save my life. <laughs> When the Jeep goes, he takes it to the garage. If you see me lifting up the hood, there better be an on-off switch in there that I can just go flip, and that's it. Because otherwise, <laughs> it ain't getting fixed by me looking under the hood. I look no. under there, I'm like, whew, there's a lot of stuff under here, ain't there? Oh, look at all them wires and gaskets and tubes and metal. Wow. Mm. I'm sure it's fascinating and it all has purpose, but I don't know. All right, the last one here, number 25 on, in this particular section. The architect is trying to keep people in the matrix while honoring the truce established in revolutions. The real I'll go, the I'll go real. And I think I will join you on that. Final five. This section is, I call Bad Bad Leroy Brown. It's all about who the antagonist is here. So, uh, statement 26, the architect is the primary antagonist, the real or the jabroni. Now, what do you mean by primary? Well, meaning that whatever friction is, you know, the, the heroes are about trying to resolve stems from him. Huh. In the same well. way that I would call Thanos the primary antagonist of uh, Infinity War and Endgame. All right. Well, gosh, I I almost feel like it's someone that we don't know about. That's that's just kind of the thing we're heading towards. So I'm going to go Jabroni. All right. I'm going to join you on that one. All right. Let's see who you think is the baddie. Because I've gone completely off the boards. I think it's someone totally that we don't even know about. So let's see who uh, you The think. next one is the Merovingian, who is confirmed to be in the cast, is the primary antagonist. Jabroni. And you? 
I'm going to join you on that too. Oh, yeah. I see where we're heading here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you channeling your inner Jimmy Dice here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepping sure, myself for sure. that next episode. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Number 28 Humanity is the primary antagonist. Jay Brown. And you? Uh, I'm going to go the real on this one. Oh! And here we are, the human-hating Tim, the guy who's rooting for Cylons. Okay. I believe we're going to find out that humans have uh, got a little uh, big in their britches and are trying to, you know, overthrow the machines. And unfortunately, there's a lack of acceptance of the symbiotic relationship. Right. <laughs> All righty. So you know what? Basically, what he's, what he's saying is the last two years have basically caused him to just hate people. <laughs> you know what? We ought to all be wiped out. Oh, my gosh. All right. Last two. Uh, Neo sacrifices himself to save both humanity and machines again. Well, the funny thing is, like, the way that you have these last two written, like, you, you don't you can answer the same to both of them. Uh, well, sure, you could still be okay. Uh, so yeah, real. Okay, why not? I'm gonna go jabroni. Alrighty. Last one. Trinity sacrifices herself to save both humanity and machines. I don't know real. why I put again in there, but. I'm going to say well because really- she technically did sacrifice herself in the first one. I mean, she was the one piloting the ship. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. So there you go. Your again was correct. All right, and we have now voted. Mm-hmm. Such as it is. Such as it is. <laughs> oh, a bottle of bourbon is on the line. This is a disaster just waiting to happen. And we I have, have a, a lot feeling... of differences in this one, so it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting one to adjudicate, my friends. I have a feeling the ju- that is coming from me. That's where the disaster is coming from my bootay. You may have and... one idiot bowl too, but I'm gonna win where it counts. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's parts of burning me. It's just burning me. <laughs> Oh, you wanted me to drive by me. your reality, I will, and I'll have a bottle of bourbon that I'll wave in your face. <laughs> yep, you'll be flipping me off at the same... So, okay, so uh, so uh, before we get into and another thing here, uh, a happy birthday is in order here. Ah. Uh, we did we missed this in the Week in Geek, which I'm, oh. I'm kind of surprised. I was waiting for you to point this out at some point. All we right. had a major birthday, and one which you should, you of all people, sir, should have been in tune with Uh, a very happy birthday to the one and only texas rattlesnake stone cold steve austin ladies and gentlemen oh yes yes i saw that who had one of the most perfect instagram posts ever just a, a, a a video of him walking towards the camera with his old school and when i say old school i mean like old school like original og breaking glass no lyrics no remix no nothing stone cold music walks up to the camera takes off like his his carhartt coat or whatever has two of his own ipas already popped and ready to go toasts himself downs both 16 ounce beers and then flips off the camera gives you the double flying bird there you and go I'm like ladies and gentlemen there will never be another <laughs> no no 
Never. <laughs> never, great. ever, ever. Oh, I well love done, the story. That, well, thank you for catching that. I love the story that Paul Heyman talks about when when he got fired from WCW and he and he called up Steve Austin and the way that he he impersonates Austin is just lovely. Oh, it's like spot on. Yeah, he's like, hey, Steve, what are you doing? Well, damn, man, I'm sitting here at home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, what are you going to do? I'm probably going to drink some beer. (laughs) It's like, wow, it wasn't an act like that. Okay, sure. (laughs) Right on. Whatever. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah, it was great. Anyways. Good stuff. All right. We will see, sir. We will see. We will. And another thing. So what have you got for and another thing this week? Uh, in keeping with the holiday season we are in, uh, you know, this is not a surprise or, or an unknown uh, for anyone, but I uh, just wanted to call out National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, mm. Watched it the other night with the family, a Christmas classic with Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Juliet Lewis, and Johnny Galecki bring in the comedy and tomfoolery in a story of Clark Griswold's <laughs> yeah. journey toward putting on the perfect family Christmas. It is a classic, timeless flick with many, many quotable scenes. And uh, if you have not seen it somehow, please do, because it is it is funny. It, it has aged well. It is, uh, you know, definitely not something where, where you're going to miss any of the jokes. It is good stuff all around. And I uh, would highly recommend it in your holiday viewing wheelhouse. Very nice, sir. And and so many great moments in that. I mean, you have the sled. Oh, gosh. Uh, with, you know, Cousin Eddie got, all around. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cousin Eddie before Randy Quaid just basically became Cousin Eddie uh, in yeah. real life. <laughs> that, that one came to fruition in reality. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. Randy, 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 Randy. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, where, where hast thou gone, sir? Where hast Indeed. thou gone? The cat. Chewing on the Christmas on the on the ornaments on the uh, the lighting cord, the the squirrel flying out of the tree. Mm-hmm. Julia Louis Dreyfus, ladies and gentlemen. Oh gosh, yep. Playing uh, Margot, Margot, and, of cor- and the other guy who's you know the 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 yuppies from the eighties. Yeah, and of course, uh, what is the other guy? What's the guy's name? Oh, I don't remember. Todd. Oh, Todd, Todd. Yeah, when it when it's like, you know, what happened, Margot? I don't know, Todd. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> seriously. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, but it, a, a very, very, very good choice, sir. Very good choice. Thank you. And what about you? What is your end another thing? Well, I'm going to go with something. I I might have mentioned this in previous episodes, uh, but I recently. Because I've been on the Netflix bandwagon here for a little while, and I've been trying to search for stuff to watch. Because I want to get my money's worth. Because I'm that kind of guy. I'm paying nine ninety five. I want to get my. I want my nine ninety five worth. I've turned into Grandpa Simpson at this point, basically, just slightly more coherent at times. Um, But I've been watching a. uh, Yesterday, I actually binged about eight episodes of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Ah, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, which was originally an Internet series, which was apparently it had extraordinarily high numbers of views on on the Web. And then Netflix now owns the rights to it. And I think they I think they're producing shows strictly for Netflix now. Uh, but w- watching it, I'm just like it, some of them are, are really good because it's just fun to watch 
the interactions. And some of them are good because you're a little, you're watching history. Like when you're watching yeah. the Don Rickles one, uh, when you're watching uh, Jerry sit down and talk with Carl Reiner, like drive around with Carl Reiner. And then as a bonus, as if, as if like getting a convert, like a candid or a, a semi candid conversation between two comedic giants isn't enough. Let's just throw in another one. You get to go and, and, and visit Carl Reiner with Jerry Seinfeld and as he's having dinner with Mel Brooks. I mean, come on. What else do you want? But then you get you get kind of get some of the others that are just like, oh, wow, this is just kind of cool watching the, the interactions and, and then watching like, you know, them talk about actual comedy and like what's funny and how is things funny and how do you do this and how do you do that? Uh, two of the ones that stood out to me were interesting because one was Howard Stern because it was a bit more antagonistic, but at the same time it was antagonistic in that same way where it's like almost like me and you antagonistic, like who's going to get the bigger rise out of the other one. That becomes the challenge, you know, like who's going to be finally be the one to blow for real. You know what I mean? Like it's all fun and games until all of a sudden like a a Sega Genesis controller comes flying across the room and square at your forehead, that sort of vibe. But it was also really good because they kind of they kind of talked about like some of the insecurities that they have and 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 just, you know, comedy in general and and their careers in, in very kind of rapid fire. That was really good. But. They also had Julia Louis-Dreyfus on uh, on one of them, which was lovely because just watching them be so happy to, to to talk and stuff like that. But then also having her talk about like Seinfeld back in the day. And at one point, like she's saying something about uh, uh, like a website or something. And so he calls his wife and she ends up just taking the phone and he's and she's trying to figure out like, well, every time I go in, oh, there's a VIP is a VIP preview and this and that. And she says, oh, well, you know, and I just want to thank you for like training Jerry and how to be a human over the last 15 years, because if <laughs> compared to what I had to deal with, this is great. <laughs> it, was just like, funny. Oh. it was phenomenal. So, I mean, they're great. They're quick watches. And the other thing, too, is what drags me in about each episode, because they do that thing where it's like just when you finish the last episode, boom, you're into the next one. It's like like chain smoking crack or something i don't you don't chain smoke crack but oh, i'm guessing <laughs> i don't know Gosh. but but like you get into the next episode and it's like you just get to this great episode and you're like all right i think i'm done and then all of a sudden it's like this really cool car and you're like ooh, because i i mean i don't know how to work on cars but dang i love me some of these cars i'm just like oh that is awesome that looks cool that is like i don't i wouldn't know how to fix that thing but i can appreciate how how amazingly cool that car is and then i'm in for another episode uh but they're great and i i really enjoy them and i've been enjoying them now for several years watching them online and now i've got them right in the comfort of my own living room so i highly recommend if you have not seen any of these go find yourself some comedians in cars getting coffee it's a it's a wonderful watch whether you're into like kind of the technicalities of comedy or you just like something with two funny people talking nice very nice and now ladies and gentlemen it is time for us to part we need to kick this one on down the road we have other things to do like i don't know sleep 
contemplate just how badly we're going to get our tails kicked in a real jabroni. Oh, no, that's just me. Uh, but but thank you for tuning in and for listening. We, we certainly appreciate it. We appreciate all the members of the Free Range Idiocy Congregation who have gathered here with us together to read from the scriptures of idiocy who believe in redemption to the power of idiocy. Mm-hmm. Please be sure to go to freerangeidiocy.com. You can see all of our episodes there. Feel free to subscribe at the podcast purveyor of your choice. Uh, we are currently on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. We're on Google Podcasts. Many others. Uh, go free. Go and search for us. You'll find us. Uh, freerangeidiocy.com has all the episodes there. You can find us on the Podbean app as well. If uh, you haven't followed us in the social medias, oh my goodness, are you missing out? Are you missing out? I mean... Uh, there's, I mean, there's, there is enlightening, wonderful, thought-provoking content. I mean, it's not ours. I mean, that's just in social media in general. But uh, you know, ours is at least kind of funny sometimes. So find us on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. All of those are at Free Range Idiocy. If you have questions, if you have thoughts, especially if you have complaints. For heaven's sake, don't send those to me. Send those to Tim at freerangeidc.com. He will get back to you forthwith with the proper response uh, because he's an imp- empathetic man. And I am just, well, I'm just a jerk. As you can tell, if you've listened to 84, 85 episodes now, you you know these things. You know the <laughs> dynamic. And Tim will actually respond to you as opposed to me where I'll just tell you to go pound sand. And now we come to the point in the show where I finally stop talking, but not before I ask the second most important question ever asked in the history of humanity. The first, of course, being what is hip? The second being, what the hell did we learn this show? Uh, We've learned the following, my friend. Aha. We've learned that while Uncle Todd may have won Idiot Bowl 2, there may be other victories down the line he will have rather had rather than that one. And we shall see what this Spider-Man and Book of Boba Fett shall render for him in the future. Good Lord, you, you, I think you need an editor for some of these. like Because you, you, it would be a lot more punchy if you could just cut it down to a few words. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. It'd be a little more badass. But right. you can get into like a, a hitherto for and therefore I shall. To wit. I to wit. <laughs> And forthwith, as I sally forth and went to, it's like, what the, you started off good. And then it just sort of, it meandered down a path. I'm just, I'm just, I'll I'll work on it. Okay. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. We've also learned that the man they call Tim needs a better command on the English language, apparently. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's like your third language, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, fourth, maybe. It's like JavaScript, Greek, and then the English, right? I mean, isn't yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we've also learned. Um, I just love the silence after that. Like, both of us, like, that was it? That's a joke? Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Which is pretty much what our audience is doing, too. Like, that sucked. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we've learned Hawkeye uh, has some rather thought-provoking, uh, you know, storylines going on, but we're not quite sure how it's all going to wrap up, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Fat provoking or thought-provoking? Thought-provoking. Okay, I thought you said fat-provoking, and I'm like, what? what's a fat? What is a ute? <laughs> what's going say, on? That's where I was going to go next. Like, are, are we talking about utes now, or are we talking about thoughts? All of a sudden, right. we're back into we're back into like the J.J. Abrams. I got numbung. Oh, what numbung? Why is I numbung? <laughs> 
gotta, gotta cut down that wild turkey. Take oh, the man. straw out. Try putting it in glasses. Oh, good lord. Anyways, uh, Matrix Resurrections, uh, Uncle Todd all over the map uh, in terms of consistency. The man they call Tim also all over the map. <laughs> Although trying, stay. trying to keep it stay. a little bit consistent. Trying to keep it a little bit consistent. You're, you're a little bit better than I was, but not oh that much. Gosh. Yeah. Well, what do you expect from two chuckleheads who are just guessing on internet rumors? What do you want for nothing? There we go. There we go. Uh, and finally, uh, as we like to close things out, uh, and Uncle Todd has mentioned, thank you very much for the downloads. We do appreciate it. And uh, please... Uh, continue uh across the various platforms to uh support this this wonderful wonderful uh uh platform that we have created that you know is just two people rambling on about you know whatever seems to catch their fancy on any given week and using the word platform about eight times in the same sentence in different ways Uh, on that note, we, we, we do appreciate, uh, you know, as we said. We already did that. Where are we going? <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. I thought this was my part to speak in. Will you give me a yeah, second to trunk. talk? I'm taking the keys away. <laughs> oh, no. All right. On that note, be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. Oh, good Lord. And as always, please, would you hit the lights on the way out? (laughs) You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. Wait, I was just, I'm just, I was trying to help you there, but you were all over the place. I was not all over the place. You, oh my gosh. It's if hard you, to if, be all over, it's hard to be like direct when you get interrupted 5,000 times. <laughs> if you were driving right then, you would have been swerving across three lanes. I, you would have had, you've been dragging now. a road cone behind oh, you. Come on now. <laughs> Good Lord. Even Patrick does better on his moped than that. Oh my God. You had to go there. That one hurts, doesn't it? Oh, it does hurt. It does hurt. (laughs) Now get the hell out of here!